following is part of the teaching ministry of Harvest Bible Chapel in Barrie, Ontario. We believe firmly in proclaiming the authority of God's Word without apology. Well, welcome everyone. It's good to see you. It's great to see so many from our church family and uh, so many guests uh, who I haven't met and some old friends that are here in the room and we're grateful that uh, you have uh, joined us for this great evening. And uh, my name is Todd. I'm the lead pastor here at Harvest and It's really our pleasure to be able to have you here tonight, and we've been talking a lot about the good news of Jesus Christ. Of course, that's uh, pretty much the core of the Christmas story, and uh, so we're really wanting to talk about that just even for a few moments. This is what we do as a church. We get God's Word open. We want to hear from Him. We've spent some time already singing to Him and lifting our voices to Him, but it's important for us to have a word from Him as well uh, so that we get his heart for what's going on here. We've talked about God's glory. We've talked about the good news of Jesus Christ. And those things are really connected. And that's what we want to talk about here for a few moments. It is that the good news of Jesus Christ, it's like no other news you ever hear. It radiates the very glory of God. You may not know a lot about the glory of God. I've been walking with Jesus for a long time and I still feel like I don't know very much about the glory of God learning about it. But the thing about this news is that it's unlike any other news because it radiates the glory of God and because it has the power to change us. It's very unique in that way. Other news might be interesting to us. It it, it might affect us in some way, but it doesn't actually have the power to change our lives, to alter the trajectory of our life. The good news about Jesus Christ can do that because it transcends this world. It's about God's glory, and God's glory isn't from planet Earth. It's from the Lord himself. So really what we're talking about is his very presence in our lives. And so the team read for us already the birth announcement of Jesus Christ, and the birth announcement of Jesus Christ is good news. It's good news about his glory, and it's about His glory changing us. And so um, one of the great things about Christmas Eve at Harvest is, and if you're a regular part of our Harvest family, you know that I like to preach, and I preach for a fair amount of time, but one of the Christmas miracles that happens every year, you're way ahead of me. Just slow down, all right? You're way ahead of me. One of the Christmas miracles that happens every year is I only speak for 15 minutes. And so uh, we're going to try and work that out right now. And the verses that we read, I got... Seven points, that's about two minutes per. So let's break down the verses and get right at it. We're going to see, first of all, that this good news that we're talking about, this glory of God, is for everyone. And when I say that it's for everyone, what I mean by that is it's not automatically for everyone, but it is available to everyone. God made sure of that as he made the first announcement. No one, God was making it clear, no one was going to be excluded from receiving the good news if they want it to be included. And so in the same region, the text says, in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. Later he's going to say in the text that this message, this good news is for all people. Now the big deal about shepherds is this. Most of us probably in this room don't know any shepherds, any real shepherds who are tending to sheep. Most of us probably don't know anybody who does that. 
Uh, and today, it's just one of many farming professions that a person can have. But if you rewind to the first century, the context in which this story is told, shepherds were a despised class of people. It was the lowest of the low jobs. They were not respected whatsoever in their culture to the extent that they couldn't even testify in court uh, so much were they considered to be of ill repute. And so a shepherd wasn't really the best choice in terms of making an announcement about the coming of Jesus Christ unless God's intention was to say it's for everyone. Let's start with the lowest of the low people and then everyone will know that no one's going to be excluded from this. And let me say this in addition because I think God's communicating this as well. The more affluent you are, the more successful you are, the more sophisticated you are, the harder it is to believe this message, this good news. Not that it's impossible, not that wealthy people or successful people or, or, or really smart people or any of that can't uh, come to Christ. I know people who are in all of those categories who, who really love Jesus Christ. It just is harder. And the more sophisticated you think you are, the more prone you are to reject this good news. But it is for everyone. Secondly, you'll see that it's a message of joy. An angel of the Lord appeared to them. The glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear, the text says. They're filled with fear because this angel showed up. That's the thing about angels. They reflect the glory of God so completely that it causes fear in people... That come into contact with him. The angel said to him, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. I love the whole idea of that fear that's instilled when an angel shows up. The kids are being really good right now. But if we needed to bring order, the best way for that to happen would be just an angel showing up. And uh, the kids in this service are being really amazing. First service yesterday, bedlam. It was crazy. And I got to this point, and, and preachers can do this. We can preach, and we can think and pray and have conversations with ourselves and God at the same time. It's an amazing thing, really. And all the time I'm, pray, I'm praying, I'm preaching, and I'm praying, Jesus, send an angel right now and scare these children <laughs> into submission. So uh, praise God for the parents that are in the room right now who've got it going on in their homes. Um, so check this out. This is about joy. It's a message of joy. God wants us to have real joy, not happiness. Happiness is disposable. Happiness is my team won last night. I'm so happy about it, but there's another game. And I'm not so happy because they might not win that when I'm all tense again. Happiness is gone. Happiness is the way a certain song makes you feel when you hear it on the radio or receiving a certain gift and until that gift is no longer the best thing in your life. And happiness comes and goes. It's a gift from God, but it, it just comes and goes. It's fleeting. It's disposable. Joy is something that is not disposable. When you have it, believing the good news, it, it comes from God and it's deep-seated. It's inside you, no matter your circumstances. And that's what God wants us to have. The good news of Jesus Christ is a message of joy. And by the way, when you have that joy, speaking of fear, it chases the fear away. Whatever you're fearful of in this life, whatever's causing you anxiety and pain, the joy of Jesus Christ will chase it away. I think we're doing great so far. Number three, this message is also about an unlikely savior. See, the plan isn't one we would have thought of. 
God's working in an unexpected way. We would never, no human being would ever have conceived of this particular plan. And so it, it's being fulfilled in an unexpected way through, what we're saying here, an unlikely Savior. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. This is the part that's crazy. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. It's the King of Kings. We've just been singing to the King of Kings. And, and he is ruler over all. He created all and he's sovereign over all. And yet he was born not in a palace made for royals, but in a, a pen made for livestock. He's laying in a feed trough. This isn't a plan we would have come up with. His only acknowledgement is by lowly and despised shepherds. Everything about this screams unlikely savior. And we want to think of our own ways to be saved in this life. And we think up logical plans. And God says, no, I'm going to do it in an unlikely way. That's the good news. It's for everyone. It's a message of joy. It's about an unlikely savior. A fourth, it's life altering and uncontainable. I mean, this is where we're talking about the actual change. This is the glory of God altering the path of your life. Taking the mundane and the ordinary. You saw that crazy video off the top. The actor in that video is in the room right now. He really loves donuts with chocolate on them, doesn't he? Just shoving that in his mouth. But the whole thing was about the sameness of our lives. Day in and day out, it just seems to be the same. But when we come across the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of uh, the life that he can give us, listen, it, it infuses his glory in our lives. Not that the routine isn't still there, not that it doesn't s- still seem the same somewhat day to day, but we have something else. We have his glory inside of us. And beyond that, it's uncontainable. We have to tell other people about it. Suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, saying, glory to God in the highest on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And then the shepherds respond to what the angels have said. When the angels went away from them, the shepherds said to one another, let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened. No doubt. They believe it. Which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. When they saw it, They went away from there. They made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. They saw the glory and it changed them. They couldn't contain it. They had to tell everyone else. No hesitation, no inhibition, no doubts, no fears, only believing, life-altering, uncontainable. That's the good news of Jesus Christ. That's his glory in our lives. For them and for us, we say next It's a message that can't be ignored. They can't ignore it. We don't need angels to show up and to tell us this good news. We don't need to have to go and actually see Jesus with our own eyes to believe this and to respond as we ought to. There is an inner desire that stirs up inside every one of us when we hear a message like this. And many people in this room, you've already responded to this. You already made the decision to be a follower of Jesus Christ. You already have his joy, his glory, his hope inside of you. But some of you, you're trying to ignore it. It's just another Christmas thing. I got invited here, but I didn't really want to come. My family members make me come every year. 
I, I'm, I'm friends with this person. They said there was going to be music. I didn't know there was a sermon. True? Nobody's going to admit it. So that was crazy to even ask. But I mean, that's the way some people feel. They want to ignore this part of it. They want a little bit of Christmas, but not the whole package. It can't be ignored. I mean, this message affected more than just the shepherds. It affected people who didn't see the angel. It affected people who didn't go and see Jesus uh, where he was laying in the manger. Notice what the text says. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. All who heard it. These shepherds are out telling her. They're all wondering. They're thinking about it. They're pondering it. It says, Mary, the same, treasured up all these things. She's taking it all in, pondering them in her heart. Maybe this is your year. Maybe it's finally starting to kind of click into place for you and you're hearing all of this, the music, and you're seeing what Jesus is doing in people's lives and you are wondering about it. And my hope would be that if you're not wondering about it, you would start wondering about it. And if you are wondering about it, you would start believing it. And that having believed it, you would actually start to see the glory of Jesus Christ in your life, changing you. This good news about God's glory is meant to be believed. It's meant to change us. It can't be ignored. And when we do embrace it, it leads to genuine worship. Look what happens here. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. And the worship of God, personally, one-on-one worship of God, and then corporately, all-together worship like we're doing here uh, this evening, that's the natural outflow of putting your faith in Jesus Christ and following him. The change that happens, the glory of God put inside us has to be expressed. You want to worship him. You want to tell him how much you love him. You want to give him gratitude for the change that he's brought about in your life. And then finally this, we finish with this. The good news is like no other news you've ever heard. Because it relates to something that is quite unlike anything the world produces. It's the glory of God. It produces change in us that nothing else can produce. You can go to Costco and pick up a self-help book. You can go to a seminar. You can follow a guru. You can go to a counselor. You can listen to, listen to the counsel of a trusted friend. You can pursue all kinds of ways of trying to figure things out in this life. And they can bring about some kind of change. They can kind of alter your life a little bit. But nothing like this. Nothing that counts for eternity for sure. The text ends with this. At the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And really, that's the final word. His name is Jesus. It means Savior, the one who saves. And he's here to offer that salvation to everyone in the room right now, to offer his glory, to tell us the good news, and to see us embrace the kind of change that he would want all of us to have, namely to come into a relationship with him at this Christmas. His name, the good news, his name is Jesus. Let's pray to him right now and thank God for the time that we've had here together. The worship team's going to come back out and lead us in a couple more songs. Father, we do thank you for this good news that you have brought to us, that you've given to us. And I pray, God, that it would bring about change in each one of us. There's many in this room who do believe And Father, I pray that you would be blessing them and enriching them tonight for having heard the good news of Christ over again for this time of worship. Father, receive it and hear our heart to express our love and our gratitude to you. And Father, for those who are in the room who don't know you, 
who haven't yet believed, haven't yet begun to follow, I pray, God, that tonight they would take that step to wonder and move past wondering, to receive the joy and the glory and the blessing and all that you have for us through Jesus Christ. I pray that this Christmas will be a Christmas when many would turn to you in faith. And so, Father, again, we praise you for the time that we've had here together this evening. Receive our worship as we continue to sing to you now. I pray in the strong name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks so much for listening. We pray that today's message was encouraging and challenging. For more info about Harvest Bible Chapel, check us out online at harvestberry.ca. Thanks again, and remember, you are loved.